This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Now, spreading freedom across the nation, this is The Buck Sexton Show. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. Great to have you as always. Uh, so the news story of the day, I suppose, or at least it was over the course of the weekend, is twofold. You have, on the one hand, Trump's treatment of the media, which, of course, I, I, start, to think, I start to think more and more that this is something that uh, I'm reporting on more than I should. But then I think, well, wait, why is this always the story? Why is this always something that seems like it's at the forefront of the news cycle? And of course, the answer to that is that this is the media deciding that what happens to them is the most important thing in the world. There is an egocentrism in the news media business, just as there is. And as we saw with the Oscars... Oh, yeah, the Oscars. So that's nothing new. That's not surprising, I'm sure, to any of you, that the fact that the press views itself as so integral to this country is the reason that we have so many news stories about Trump's uh, treatment of the press. And in fact, I saw some very interesting exchanges over the weekend on social media where people seem to think, they seem to be of the impression that... Donald Trump is constitutionally bound or his advisors are constitutionally bound to give access. Now, I understand that in in the spirit of transparency and in the spirit of openness and a free press, certainly the White House should and does give a lot of time and uh, access to reporters. But there was this big dust up over the weekend because on Friday there was a press gaggle that excluded some news sources, allowed a whole lot of other news sources in, but it excluded a few news sources. And yet there was uh, all of this, the First Amendment is in jeopardy stuff. And you had Chuck Todd with uh, this over the weekend. Heard the president right now, at least in the eyes of his supporters, are the reported ties he and his aides may or may uh, not have with Russia. And whenever stories break on that subject, Press bashing, which is always part of the president's arsenal, 
seems to escalate. I'm against the people that make up stories and make up sources. It's a tactic with a pattern. The president's attacks on the media repeatedly have directly followed reporting on Russia. On January 5th, NBC... Now, could this be... Let's just take a moment and step back from this. Could this be a function of the fact that the president believes, really does believe, that the Russia story gets much more attention from the media than it deserves because it is damaging to him? I understand that what we're supposed to take from this Chuck Todd piece here and I, I think that Chuck Todd's career gives us all hope because if Chuck Todd can be elevated as uh, an elite member of the media with his own uh, news show on, on Sunday mornings, uh, anybody can. So that's nice. But what is the basis of his report here or, or what is he really trying to get to with this reporting that every time there's something about Russia... Uh, the the president attacks the press. Clearly, the implication is supposed to be, well, this is what Trump does to divert away from all of that truth uh, with regard to Russia that's constantly being told. That's that's what we're supposed to take from this, and that Trump is playing dirty on this issue. He's playing dirty with regard to the news stories about Russia because there's accuracy in all of it and he just needs to do anything he can to keep us away from it but isn't it also possible i would just offer to you as an alternate theory here isn't it also possible that maybe trump responds that way when the media starts talking about russia because he thinks that it's rubbish it's nonsense i still have yet to hear a plausible theory as to why it is that Anybody believes that Russia would have so much influence over Donald Trump, uh, someone who I think it's hard for those around him to have. Maybe his top advisors can, but uh, people that have known him for long periods of time have all remarked the fact that he is unpredictable, um, that he is mercurial, that he changes his mind often. And it's one thing for him to be favorably disposed toward Russia. It's another thing to suggest that he is um, he is someone who would sell out his country on behalf of Russia. Uh, so that's, uh, that, that's, I think, where the diversion, or the, the divergence, I should say. <laughs> diversion is what they think Trump is doing. Divergence is what I see happening here between my opinion and theirs. And you also have these stories about Sean Spicer uh, forcing staffers to give their cell phones up as a means of checking on leaks. Now, is that because Sean Spicer is a totalitarian at heart and just a puppet of Trump? Maybe you think he is. but Or is it because there are a lot of leaks coming from this administration, a lot of very damaging, very destructive leaks? You know, That's what you really have to look at here. And that, that's what, what really comes to the forefront. What is the truth of the story that they tell? When Trump says that there are, doing fake news or they are fake news and then you see how they report on these various news stories i think you'd have to assume to yourself well hold on a second here uh maybe they're telling something truthfully but they're using it to draw a conclusion that is false or maybe they're telling something that is rooted in fact but they are positioning in such a way that 
you take a, you take a conclusion from it that is not accurate. And if that's the case, well, then why can't we say it's fake news? These news outlets really do believe that they are doing, I wouldn't say God's work, I think a lot of them probably don't believe in God, but that they are doing the right thing by trying to destroy the administration and everybody involved in it at the senior ranks, and that they can think that and at the same time also believe that their coverage is not influenced, that they are not somehow uh, now partisans of a very particular cause. That's where I think a lot of people just depart from them. That's where you have this, wait a second, if you are so uh, incapable of being honest with yourself, if you're so incapable of uh, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, you know, I'm here to destroy the Trump administration, whatever that means, if instead you want to hide behind, oh, the First Amendment means that I should just be antagonistic to the administration, this one, not the last one, of course, and oh, we don't take sides, we don't, this is just, honest people see this and say to themselves, this is nonsense. Honest people look at these news stories and they come away with the conclusion that the press is in the tank for one side and that they cannot trust the media and that there are real problems here. So um, I look at all this and I say to myself, we, we talk so much about Trump and his fighting with the press, including the press talking about it, of course, as we see here, but there are reasons for this. And I don't think it's just, well, they're saying now, or at least that Chuck Todd piece is saying that it's to, detract for um it's to detract from his criticism the criticisms over russia and that's one way i suppose we could go um, but i also want to point out that they hate this president already and they're attacking him and he attacks back and i like it when he lays it down i i hate this pretense that the media is objective and fair and honest um, and doesn't have a political inclination one way or the other. I hate it. I just hate it. It's so unfair. It's not true. It's a lie. And I don't like liars. I have a problem with that. So I see all of this uh, very differently, clearly, than the mainstream sees this. Uh, I see this as um, an instance of Trump pushing back against a very clear concerted effort to destroy him. And we'll see how that continues on this week. Uh, They've got to get on some They've got to get some policy agenda items out there, and they've got to have some movement. Otherwise, you're going to have people like uh, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world saying more and more of uh, the following. Let's bring in the Democratic leader of the House right now, Nancy Pelosi. Thank you for joining us this morning. My pleasure. So you heard Sarah Sanders right there talk about this idea of a special committee looking into the Russia ties with the Trump campaign. Also, pretty much saying that there will not be any recusal, at least for now, from the attorney general. Your response? Well, it's, as you read the law and saw the law, the, the attorney general must recuse himself. But let's just take it back a step. You have seen a flurry of activities that are completely inappropriate, encouraging lawmakers, encouraging uh, intelligence officials to say that something is one way or another. Let's have the investigation and find out the truth. And we've been calling, we have 100 now plus one Republican on Eric Swalwell's bill for an outside independent commission to study the personal, political, and financial relationship between President Trump 
and the Russians. So far, these efforts have been quashed by the Republican leadership right. in the House, and you're getting some pressure from Democrats uh, to go farther. Michael Moore put out a tweet this week. He said, tell your senator... Can we just be very upfront about the fact that these investigations... They're not going to wait for them to finish before they decide what the conclusions already are. The Democrats are going to say they're going to take the position that Donald Trump is uh, has been uh, colluding with Russia in certainly an unethical and uh, if not outright illegal fashion. They're going to be putting that out there as this is just a big version of, you know, well, I'm just asking questions. When, When did Trump stop beating his wife? So the Russia investigation will turn into that. I'm not saying that we can't do a Russia investigation. I think at this point it seems inevitable. You ha- it's already happening, and you have Republicans, including the John McCains of the world, who like to take the position that you know, whatever they can do to stand athwart Trump's ambitions, even if it is doing the bidding and the work of the left, he's, he's, happy, to, he's happy to help out with that. I don't know. Why it is that John McCain can't see... I, well, I, I shouldn't say that. He, he knows. He just doesn't care. Uh, John McCain does what is best for John McCain's ego and the perception of him at any given time in politics. And this is where I have to say, I know his country, he served very honorably. I'm talking about his politics today. And I don't have to agree with everything someone says or everything someone does because of their honorable service to their country during the Vietnam War. Uh, all right, so... Uh, you've got Pelosi saying that the investigation has to happen. Of course, Stephanopoulos loving every minute of it. And then there's more. Senators and House members now, you want them to cease all business till they appoint a special committee on Trump and the Russians. He gave the phone number there uh, as well. Are you ready to go that far? Well, let me just say there is no business. Let me just let's put this in time. You did at the beginning of the show in a couple of days, it'll be 40 days. 40 days, 40 hours, 40 days, 40 years in the desert. 40 is fraught with meaning and symbolism. When okay, pre- what, what, is, what is Pelosi, you know, she's really, what, what was that whole 40, you know, 40 under 40, 40 something or other, drinking a 40 of old English? I mean, what was that all about? President Obama was, not, was sworn in on the steps of the Capitol. He, said, I, he asked for swift, bold action now for jobs and education for the 21st century, a list and agenda. One week and one day from that swearing in, the House passed the ARA, the American Recovery and Reinvestment right. Obama, 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 Obama. As right. it is called the first speech. Uh, he could say, this is what I asked for. This is what we've done. On, on Tuesday night, I yeah. uh, would not say that the president can guarantee. No, he can't guarantee because you know what? This, the Republicans have been banging at the moon for seven years. In March, it will be seven years since the president signed the bill. They've been banging at the moon that they had a better idea. They've come up with nothing. They say- so she's saying they've got nothing. Trump has done nothing. And... Uh, you know, there have been all kinds of opportunities to them, and they've, they've come up with nothing so far. Um, uh, okay, a few things here. First of all, there's a part of me that is particularly annoyed with this because I do think that a Republican opposition that was so bold when they couldn't get anything through, so clear in the uh, unity of their obstructing Obama's agenda— um, which I don't say that as a criticism. I think it's. A, I think obstructing Obama's agenda was a good thing. Uh, they were doing it legitimately through the through the legislative process, and there were two years where they really couldn't obstruct his agenda. And Obama got through the what was it a stimulus bill, and and that's that's what Pelosi's recounting here for us. But Republicans have got to get some stuff done here. They've got to make some things 
happen. It's not going to be enough to have Trump swatting down the media if the Congress does not put forward and sign into law bills, policies, does not make it happen. And there's nothing for the Trump supporters to point to and say, see, that makes things better. Uh, Whether you are in favor of the immigration executive order that banned travel from seven terror-prone or terror-infested countries, uh, the fact of the matter is that that's not going to put food on the table. That's not going to... You can discuss whether it's a good national security measure, but we need things to happen here that will have a real impact on the day-to-day lives of Americans because Trump's not going to be able to keep up with this fighting back against the media thing forever if there's no substance uh, to his presidency. And I'm not saying we're already there, but I'm saying I'm worried. And clearly the Democrats know this is becoming a vulnerability. So, all right, team, I'm going to hit a break here. We'll be back uh, right after. Stay with me. Beck Sexton. The Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand seventeen is gonna be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Beck Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. Team, welcome back to the Freedom Hut. Great to have you, of course, as always. And uh, 888-900-3393 on the phone lines. Uh, If you want to call in, it would be great to talk to you about uh, whatever's on your mind. Um, I'm not somebody who usually uh, speaks about, and I know we could talk a lot about the Oscars, but, you know, I don't know. If you want to hear more Oscar stuff, maybe we'll do some uh, tonight on the night show, 6 to 9 Eastern on Premier Radio Network. Um, that, that's, I think, the best place uh, for us to get into some of that, if there's really, if, if we feel there's a need. Because um, I'm sure you're hearing a lot of stuff about the Oscars all, all day today. Um, but I, I don't usually get uh, involved with, look, when something happens in the life of a celebrity, I don't know the celebrity almost always. And so it's not something I spend much time uh, thinking about or, or involved in. But of course, if it's a sad thing, I feel for any human being and I feel uh, for their family. Um, but I have to say, you know, Bill Paxton passed away on Saturday and this is one of those times where I, I sat I sat back and I thought, you know, I don't know this guy, but I have, and it's very sad. He died uh, pretty pretty young. Uh, I don't know him, but I feel like I spent so much time 
with this guy in my life in some capacity. And it really is a, a credit to, or, you know, he was a credit to the arts, but it also was a moment where I had to stop and think, you know, I felt like I, know, I knew him in, in, the, in the sense that I watched so many of his movies, Aliens, True Lies, uh, I, I can't even name them all off the top of my head, Twister, uh, Titanic. I mean, you go through all these movies, particularly Aliens for me, though. And it's one of those times where you, you feel like you've spent some time with somebody because they've, you've seen them, you've heard them. And, and especially when you're a kid, I think that that has a real, a real influence on your, on your thinking about, um, you know, somebody's body of work, right? When somebody is entertaining you when you're a kid and you feel, you know, I, I mean, I love the movie Aliens when I was growing up. I thought that was an absolute classic. And I still think it's a great movie. James Cameron's Aliens. Uh, but you know, you see this guy and, and uh, he passed away. It's very sad. Um, and I was just thinking about, it. wow, it's, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't particularly old uh, at all. And I think he was maybe 62 or 63. He was young. And this is, uh, and he was apparently also by all accounts, a really nice guy. And uh, that I think came across in his work. He seemed, even when he wasn't playing the nicest guy in his part, you just got the sense that he was a nice guy. Um, but I just wanted to offer up to all of you that uh, it was a little reminder, you know, to me. One that uh, the arts and and what you do in creative fields can have real, you know, real effect on people, and and you can feel like you're connected to somebody through their work. Uh, but also, uh, we all don't have that much time. I, I think that everyone would have assumed Bill Paxton had many, many, many years left. Uh, so. You know, may he rest in peace, uh, prayers and blessings to his family, and uh, yeah, I just want to mention that a little bit, and we'll get back into the new cycle team right after this break. This is the Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. All right, Team Buck, welcome back to the Freedom Hut. I know we spoke a bit last week about the transgender guidance that the Obama administration put in place for schools. Um, Now, it's guidance. It's not legally binding. But to be sure, it is uh, part of this much larger narrative now about how the last uh, real civil rights struggle, at least that I'm aware of, or at least until the left comes up with a new one uh, is transgender rights. And this is where they have finally devolved into incoherence. You have Title IX being used, which Title IX exists to prevent or started out to exist uh, uh, to prevent sex discrimination. And now Title IX is being used largely to say that there's no difference between men and women, which is problematic for all kinds of obvious reasons, or rather the difference is either subjective or there's a series of steps one must take, but that's all very subject to interpretation. And I I know that this debate very quickly turns into a lot of things that have nothing to do with everyday life. Uh, This is now the left wanting people to bend the knee, to prostrate themselves before the progressive, uh, the progressive 
state god, if you will, and try to find some way to use this, of course, to also batter their enemies with it. You know, if you don't support this, you are a bad person, you're evil, you don't care about transgender individuals, you know, you're just not, you're not somebody who should be accepted into a contemporary American society. You have to support transgender rights. The bile that people will will spew on this is unbelievable. I mean, the nastiness that you will see from people is is completely insane. Uh, if you say that you're not for transgender rights, people will treat you as though you have said that uh, individuals of one group are are subhuman, or you know, you, you, they'll, they'll treat you as though you're the most vile racist or bigot. And and yet their arguments all fall apart when you begin to, well, when you just look at them, when you understand what's being said. Instead of making this just another philosophical discussion, I wanted to take it down to a specific case study. Uh, so Texas, this is in the Wall Street Journal. Texas has rules on transgender high school athletes, and that is drawing criticism now. Here's what we know. There's Mac Beggs in the Dallas area of Texas who is a star wrestler at Trinity High School near Fort Worth. And Mac has beaten all 54 opponents faced. Each one of them is a girl. So Mac has beaten 54 female opponents. Now, my, when I first read this, because the New York Times, I'm sorry, the Wall Street Journal, although here it reads like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal refers to Mac Beggs as he. And you have to read down a little bit to see that Mac was born female. So Mac is a she. Mac isn't a he. Mac is a she. And we can call we can call him Mac. I'm sorry. See, this is, this is what ends up happening. We can call her Mac. We can call her anything and any I mean, whatever name he chooses to be called is fine. But it's a he. It's not a she. And that's a place that I'm just not I'm not willing to concede because it's not true. I'm 35 years old. I, I'm I'm not 15 and I'm not 65. And what you see is when you start to bend objective reality, then there are real consequences to these decisions. Uh, you know, why can't I just be my mental age? Why do I have to be? I mean, if you told me when I was 17 that if I thought I was 21, I could drink legally, uh, I would have been telling everybody I felt like I was 21, you know, and that wouldn't be acceptable. Now, uh, people will say that this is very deeply held and look at the steps they go through and you know, there are uh, there are conditions where people feel that they should not have a certain body part. I've told you about this before. They want a limb to be removed, they, and, it, and it really bothers them. They want their arm to be amputated. It is a real scientific condition, um, and that we all recognize is not something that a, a reputable uh, a doctor— an ethical doctor would not say, oh, your healthy arm, you don't want it. I'm just going to cut it. I'll help you cut it off. No, that's not how it works. So there are conditions out there that an individual can very deeply. I mean, there are you know, I've I've read about people that think that they're running. They're driving a car and they have a, a, for a version of obsessive compulsive disorder. And they think that they've always run somebody over, but nobody can ever find the person they've run over. But they think they might have run somebody over. So you know maybe they need to call the police and they need to look for whether somebody was run over. The answer to that problem is not we need to trail anybody with that level of obsessive compulsive disorder and 
see if we can help them find the phantom pedestrians that they're running over. The answer is to have them seek cognitive behavioral therapy and perhaps get on some medication to help control that. That's the, that's the ethical, moral answer. That's not to say that somebody who believes that is not a good person, somebody who believes that should be shunned, somebody who, not at all. Uh, you know, we all have our demons and we all have different levels of uh, emotional issues that we have to handle. Some people do it very well and it feels like they never, you know, nothing really, but they, they, we all have an internal struggle here or there. And for some of us, it's genetic and it can be even harder and you need outside assistance. It's not enough to just have a supportive uh, family and pray and go to church. Maybe you need you need psychotherapy or you need to be on a drug that will help control the biochemical processes in the brain that make somebody uh, have anxiety attacks or whatever the case may be. I digress. Point here being that, uh, okay, he or she, they write about Mac Beggs, this Wall Street Journal piece, and refer to her as a he. Okay, so if I mess up the pronouns, it's just because it's hard to keep it straight in my head. So Mac was born a female, transitioning to male. And so at first when I read this, I think to myself, well, here's somebody who is a male who is wrestling females. And if that were the case, my immediate reaction is this is just completely preposterous. Uh, I, I am not. I, I was a good athlete in high school. I rode in college. Um, I have never met a female my age. Certainly, you know, when I was a teenager or college age, that would beat me in a wrestling match. Never. There, there might be like five women in the country who are my age who would beat me in a wrestling match, who were about my size, and because the male male physiology is different than female physiology. We have. Uh, higher muscle. I mean, you know, we get into all that, right? People go, oh, look, you're a scientist. Do we have to be a scientist now to know anything? Is, is this the new rule? We have to be a scientist to know anything about the world around us? Uh, I love when the left pulls that stuff out. <laughs> so few of them are scientists that make these arguments. Uh, but sometimes it's not anecdotal. Sometimes anecdotal can be so overwhelming, it's obviously true. Okay, so back on to the, the, uh, the heart of the matter here. So the 17-year-old is wrestling. She's a fe- born female is wrestling all these girls and winning. So I'm thinking, okay, well, what's the problem? If Mac wants to be called Mac, I don't know what her name was before this. If Mac wants to be called Mac and dress like a boy, her call. But there's more. Mac takes testosterone because Mac is trying to transition. And this is another question that I have. And by the way, I have reached out. I've had the team. I've had producer Amy reach out to uh, numerous uh, people who are MDs, PhDs in the field to see if they'll talk to me about this process so I can understand it. Because I, I want to learn more about it because I want to know I want to know what is scientifically possible. I do know that you can never be a, you can never change down at the cellular level, male or female. But I, I want to know what kind of changes, are these really just cosmetic changes? Because now we're, we're saying that a, a female is just a question of uh, having you know, fake or, or real, but in hormone-induced fatty tissue in the chest area. And I mean, you know, you get into the specific, and it's a little, as a guy, you start to think about the things that might go on here to, to transition. You're like, oh, that's a, that, that doesn't seem healthy or normal to me at all for anyone. But we're talking about 
athletic competition here, and testosterone is why men are stronger than women because of our testosterone level in the aggregate. I know someone's going to send me a, oh, Ronda Rousey, you can kick your butt. Okay, you know, if, if we're going to constantly base policy on the extreme example, and look, you know, the other side of this is in a, in a wrestling match, even Ronda Rousey with all of her skills, in, in tradition, I'm not talking about jujitsu with punching and kicking, in a wrestling match, uh, I don't know. I think it'd be I think it'd be a closer wrestling match than some of my uh, critics in the past on these kinds of issues uh, would would realize. You know, um, I'm a male, uh, about 185 pounds. You know, I max bench 240 in my prime. Uh, whatever. You know, it's gonna be tough for a woman to to deal with that. And I'm not even some like big strong. You know, I'm not like some seal or something. I'm just a normal guy. But point being, uh, that is. Um, where where immediately people want to go, they want to find an outlier example, and you know they want to say, well, there's one woman who can pass, uh, you know, Navy SEAL training. Therefore, we should open up uh, the all the stuff to women. And I'm like, yeah, open it up. If they can, comp- any woman who can do what a Navy SEAL does through that training without any changes whatsoever in the selection process, God bless, patriot hero, go for it. But that's not. They always say, "Well, what, look at this woman; she can do it." And they, there's all this politics behind it, and they say, "Well, we're going to change the standards a little bit, though, because you know we need to change the standards because the standards aren't fair. Why aren't the standards fair?" Anyway, you see where all this is going. So there's this this Mac, uh, the student named Mac, takes testosterone and is annihilating all of these girls in wrestling matches. And, and you look at this now, and you say to yourself, "Okay, it's similar to taking human growth hormone." Why is this okay? Why are we supposed to celebrate this? Why are we supposed to think that this is fair? And some of the women or young, yeah, they're young. I mean, look, if you're 17, you're a young woman, right? I mean, you're almost almost a full, fully functional, legally speaking, adult. So these are young women, and they, or you know, <laughs> late late adolescent women, soon to be young women, and they don't want to wrestle someone who's taking. What is what it is a performance enhancing drug. So now we're sacrificing competition to this politically correct idea that someone can transition to being male. What does that transition even end up looking like? I don't I don't mean physically looking like all of that, I, I suppose, is part of it. But what what are the what's the end stage? I mean, you can't a woman cannot become a man and create the stuff that men create to make babies. So that's never going to happen. So what is the. What is the purpose? I, I, I'm lacking in understanding. And maybe there are some things that I need to know more about here. And I'm open to that, too. I'm not going to change that a man can become a woman, a woman can become a man, but I'm not an expert on the transition process at all. Not an MD. Although I am really sick of going into doctor's offices and knowing shockingly more on the spot than some of the doctors about things that they should know about. And I'm always like, so so you are you went to med school for four years and then specialized for a few years after that and did your residency and everything. And I'm explaining certain things to you. You can imagine some doctors don't really like dealing with me. But anyway, uh, I read I, I read a lot. I read a lot. And I, I'm not constantly trying to uh, you know, run off to the golf course or go to the Caribbean for the weekend, uh, as some of the specialists that I've come across here in New York City do. All right. So uh, this is a very heated issue now because, of course, People don't want to believe that if you're transitioning, you should be excluded from anything. But if you're taking what would be a banned performance enhancing drug for any other situation, it would seem to me that 
that would disqualify you from competition. Yet here we are, once again, in a specific example, being told that this uh, transgender athlete should be allowed to take a performance. You know, it's it's a woman. It's a uh, whatever. It's a girl wrestling girls, but she's taking testosterone. Of course, that's not okay. Of course, that's an unfair advantage. But people are saying, well, she's transitioning, so we don't want to exclude her. I'm just, I'm sick of this. No, that's not how it works. All right? Fair, the fair, fair. This is, fair is fair. This is also like the, uh, you know, we're going to make women change in a restroom with men because we don't want the men to, we don't want the man to feel like he's not fully accepted as a transgender female. It's like, what about the women? Ugh. This issue. So much nonsense around it. All right, team, we got to go into a break. I'll be right back. This is the Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. All right, team, welcome back. Uh, I went long in the last segment, so we're just going to do our sponsor for this hour. It's silencershop.com. You've heard me say it before. It is every bit as true now as it was then, my friends. Silencershop.com is simply the best place to go for a silencer for your firearm. Having a silencer makes the whole shooting experience more enjoyable. You don't have to worry as much about hearing protection, and you'll see the best selection. The prices are great. Silentershop.com is where you want to go. They can help you with all of the different parts of the process, the paperwork. They'll make sure that that all gets done. And then once you are cleared and good to go, you'll be able to go out to the range. You'll be the envy of all your friends, and silencers are just awesome to have. They really should be commonplace in a way that I don't think – uh, anybody who hasn't been with one realizes yet. I mean, this should just be, it should be standard issue for a lot of different reasons. All right. Silencershop.com is the place to go. Silencershop.com help make the world a quieter place. And uh, second hour, I want to talk to you a bit about immigration, a topic I always like talking to you about. And then we're going to move on into some other things as well. 888-900-3393. Also, by the way, if you have not already, please subscribe to The Night Show, which is my syndicated uh, show with Premier Networks. It's Buck Sexton with America Now. Go into iTunes, type in Buck Sexton with America Now, and press subscribe, please. Don't just download it once. Press subscribe. And we'll be rocking out together in the Freedom Hunt whenever you want. All right, team, we'll be right back. This is the Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The offer of a franchise can